0: Uh, Give me a sec. Okay.
1: Uh, So can you guys see my screen with the Amazon page, the book? Yes. Okay. Here's a Kindle book that I bought for free yesterday called ChatGBT for Nonfiction Authors. How to Use ChatGBT to Write Better, Faster, and More Effectively by Hassan Osman. In the Kindle store, it happens to be the number one bestseller in AI and semantics and the number one bestseller in business software and the number one bestseller in office automation skills, which is quite something. Um, It's free if you subscribe to Kindle Unlimited and 99 cents otherwise. So the price is definitely right. The author says that the majority of the book was written by ChatGPT, and he goes on to describe how he did it. He also says that all of the profits from the book will be donated to charity. He said, especially since he cannot claim full credit as the sole author of the book, which is interesting. So he talks about ChatGPT for brainstorming and idea generation, research and information, gathering, writing a book, uh, editing and revising your work. And then has some examples, talks about using it for text summarization, repurposing content. And uh, talks about the limitations and ethical consideration. So it looks it looks fascinating. I can't wait to dig into it. Um, next, on Thursday morning, uh, CNBC's Squawk on the Street financial show aired a segment called the AI arms race, which had some very interesting interviews about artificial intelligence and chat GPT. That morning, in a wide-ranging news conference, Elon Musk, Tesla's CEO, said, and I quote, I'm a little worried about the AI stuff. It's quite dangerous, quite a dangerous technology, and I fear I may have done some things to accelerate, unquote. Also, Jamie Dimon, the chairman and CEO of Morgan Chase Bank said, this is a dramatic change and people are getting geared up about how you can use AI for good. But remember, it can be used for bad. So there's a little bit of an arms race and the bad guys are going to use it too. A story ran in the Wall Street Journal last weekend entitled Chat GPT Heralds in Intellectual Revolution by Henry Kissinger, Eric Schmidt, And Daniel Huttenlocker. Uh, They interviewed Huttenlocker, who is the dean of the MIT Schwarzman College of Computing and who also sits on the board of Amazon. In the article, he wrote that generative AI is poised to generate a new form of human consciousness. As yet, however, the opportunity exists in colors for which we have no spectrum and in directions for which we have no compass. I love that. In other words, he said, this is the first technology that can actually create human-like expression. And that's really a fundamental shift. We're now at the point where this technology is really at the level of humans. So that's extremely exciting, but it also poses challenges. He said the biggest challenge really is something that we all need to try to get a handle on. Just because something can create human-like expression does not mean that that thing itself is human-like. So when we talk to other humans, we think about what kinds of things are going inside the other person's head, what their motivations are, et cetera. But these machines have no head in which these types of things are going on. So like i mentioned before in these uh, news meetups, we have a psychology of humans, but we don't have a psychology of, of AI. And it may be that we never will, or that it may vary from one AI program to the next, from one training set to the next. So it can be difficult to predict how an AI system will behave. Plus, we may not know the data set on which the program was trained or what errors there are in that data set. And like I said before, there's a saying that algorithm developers have, garbage in, garbage out. He said it's very important to focus on the data that goes into the system and what kind of behavior from the system that elicits he thought the chat he thought the chatbot hallucinations would quickly be, be addressed by advances in technology he predicted that we will see rapid adoption in call centers and for support he said it's similar to when the internet started up in the 1990s and people were trying to figure out what the internet was good for okay Next is an article by the Washington Post. Entitled, we asked ChatGPT to plan the perfect tour of DC. Here's how it went. It was written by Andrea Sachs. Uh, She said it can act as a vacation planner, tour guide, or friendly stranger who offers directions, though not always correctly. For a query about DC restaurants that opened last year, it admitted, as an AI language model, I do not have access to real-time information. And my training only goes up until 2021. I believe that was September, 2021. As a consolation, it supplied a couple of websites on restaurants. In addition, Vincent Kahnitzer director of the Foundations of Cooperative AI Lab at Carnegie Mellon University, warned that chat GPT fabricates information, a function of its programming and not intentional subterfuge. He compared the technology to a college student stumped by an exam question. Instead of leaving it blank, the test taker fakes the answer. He said, while it tends to do better on other aspects of putting together an itinerary, it's still possible that some aspects are hallucinated. And I've seen hallucinations before in AI systems. How do I spend a day in DC? The author asked. It suggested she she visit the monuments and gave her a timetable to avoid crowds as she requested. It didn't know about eight new renovated galleries at the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum but it recommended some planes on display. When asked, it told her about a guy who flew over Los Angeles in 1982 by by tethering helium-filled weather balloons to a lawn chair, only in LA. It gave her the wrong subway directions to a restaurant for lunch. It provided some incorrect information about local restaurants. Some information it gave her about finding paintings in museums was incorrect. She had to switch to Google to get some information on tours because ChatGPT's information was incorrect. Knowing current information may be one area in which Google's chatbot will have an advantage because so many people already use Google to search for such things, hopefully with accurate results. The author concluded that she would check with Google and humans versus just relying on ChatGPT. In another article, Chat GPT may make up facts, OpenAI's chief technology officer says. But talking to users can help it get better, she said. The bot's accuracy has implications for schools, news organizations, and others using the tool. Another article that I read, which I don't have a link for right now, said the companies that develop these bots employ armies of human fact-checkers to try to stop the bots from saying something that's incorrect or harmful or offensive or stupid. And of course, they're not totally successful at accomplishing that. And machine responses can be extremely time-consuming and difficult to check. By the way, I use speech-to-text software to type all of my notes for this presentation. It saved me a lot of time. I have to be careful about using it when the television is turned on, however. Any comments or questions?
2: Anything, anyone? No, no, I, uh, I really like the one uh, before where the chat gave inaccurate information, the Washington one. I and mean, that's yeah. really surprising, you know, sure. Well, um, you know,
1: it's, it's garbage in, garbage out. So you have Oh, to, yes,
2: yes, you mentioned. Okay.
1: You have to take into in account the websites that it assimilated, I'll treat it as the board, you know. It assimil- assimilated a bunch of websites and some of the information was correct. Some of it was not. Plus, it doesn't have that current information. Uh, nothing since September 2021. Maybe the next version of Chat GPT, which I believe is version four, will include more recent data. But this, you know, people have been using Google to get accurate and timely information on these types of things. And it may be that this is a big advantage that Google has over uh, the OpenAI site in that it it is well-practiced at coming up with that sort of information. So Google. it'll be very interesting to see.
3: Yeah, Google or Bing okay. seems like it is going to have that advantage. Yeah. I, the first week that <clears throat> Dom did her ChatGPT helps you code, I was looking up beginning coding and ChatGPT and her her Eventbrite link came up. And so it was very, very good at scanning. And I didn't have the exact wording of the class. I just had beginning coding, chat GPT, and it yeah. came up along with a few others. Well, Google. So- go
1: ahead.
3: Oh, no, I was just going to say that the if you have an AI that is intended for web searching as opposed to an AI that is intended for uh, conversation, you're going to likely get more accurate results than, you know, one versus the other. Be- I mean, I've even seen, uh, errors when I was trying to debug code or, you know, figure out what is, what is going on that I'm not able to view a particular screen in Blender, for example. So I'd said, please help me reconfigure my screen, walk me through that process. And it was giving me incorrect, um, incorrect instructions and so I would say hey these instructions are incorrect can you help me a different way and it said well then you may have an outdated pro- program and you know you'll have to contact the manufacturer so there it's it there are a lot of limitations in the AIS that are trained more for conversation than for search engines for sure
1: and and its database, may be based on an outdated version of the program compared to what's available right now. Um, As far as the YouTube search goes, um, Google computes uh, a transcript of each YouTube video. And you you can see that if you click on the closed captioning icon. And it uses that for coming up with the related videos uh, that it shows to the right. Of the video that you're watching so that information is there so um it's pretty cool
3: yeah we will i i like the idea that there are ai wars <laughs> going on and you know as you were saying prior to uh this re- this recording that there's there are countless ai programs and all of them are meant to one-up somebody or taking countermeasures to get around certain certain functionalities you know for one ai that detects if it's an ai then there's another ai that tries to make it more human and then you know another ai will come out that will detect that <laughs> next level it's it's a, like a crazy game of go but <laughs> with with different AI programs and all everyone is trying to get you know two or three steps ahead but we're barely able to get one step ahead you know because we we still don't even understand necessarily how they work it's it's crazy
1: okay are you next
3: yeah i can go next if you want me to go go ahead let me share my screen here
1: Oh, let me unshare. Sorry.
3: All right. So I'm going to be talking about Mark Zuckerberg again. I feel like that is my my theme. I'm I'm constantly tuning in to what Meta is doing. And the uh, latest and greatest from Meta is that there are some swirling, swirling questions on whether or not Mark Zuckerberg has killed off the metaverse. And so I'm going to start with this one really quickly and then bounce to the main article. But this article was written by Ariana Bio. And it says that rumors are swirling that Meta's Mark, but Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg is quietly killing off the internet. So this Facebook post, which I do have it and I can read it in just a moment, but it happened on Monday, the February twenty seventh, saying that they were going to be focusing on generative AI. Um, And the I'll go more into that in just a moment. But I, I really want to focus right here on, this is something that I haven't read a lot about, but it's coming up with all of these conversations about whether or not Meta is actually going to be paused, or maybe not paused, but taken taking a huge backseat, is that since its fruition, Zuckerberg and Meta have faced pretty severe backlash from Horizon Worlds and um, anything that they're really doing in the metaverse. Um, Younger people have said that, you know, they're making fun of it and saying that it's lackluster because it's just Facebook, but in the metaverse. And um, then, but in a, a lot more pressing and important is that there have been senators that have been reaching out saying that they're, he's failing to protect children from online predators. And I know we've talked about that in past episodes where they're, you know, how do you really put enough regulations to stop children from saying, yeah, you know, of course I'm 18 and then wandering down these horrifyingly dark holes where the, it, in your body, you are experiencing these things is really happening. Um, and then it's actually calling out a couple of senators, the Senator Ed Markey and then Richard Blumenthal sent a letter to Meta asking to halt the metaverse plan immediately. And so I think that this article does a really good job in explaining why maybe he's making this decision. And the so the main article says – that Mark Zuckerberg is quietly burying the metaverse um you know it goes on it goes on to talk about that the metaverse was supposed to be this this next big thing but realistically it's not living up to the hype. Um, and so he's you know not making any big big statements or press releases but again this mentions this Facebook post that happened on the 27th and it specifically reads, We're creating a new top-level product group at Meta focused on generative AI to turbocharge our work in this area. We're starting by pulling together a lot of teams working on generative AI across the company into one group focused on building delightful experiences around this technology into all of our different products. In the short term, we'll focus on building creative and expressive tools. Over the longer term, we'll focus on developing AI personas that can help people in a variety of ways. We're exploring experiences with text like chat in WhatsApp and Messenger, with images like creative Instagram filters and ad formats, and with video and multimodal experiences. We have a lot of foundational work to do before Getting to the really futuristic experiences, but I'm excited about all of the new things we'll build along the way. And so, this announcement, not saying anything specifically about the metaverse, but creating a a rough outline for people to understand where he's going, is essentially saying that he is deprioritizing the metaverse. And so, uh, further down in the article it, it talks about um the losses that have happened um in 2021 alone it was a a loss of about 24 billion and um that they're going to right here this loss of 24 billion and includes 13.7 billion just last year um and so <clears throat> not it doesn't He doesn't specifically say this in that Instagram or I'm sorry, in that Facebook post, but it was laid out that he's going to change the way that investments are made. So shifting the focus back to the primary meta, which includes Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp. Um, And then only I I think it says about 20 percent is going to be going to the uh, um, meta. I think it's called meta labs. Is that right? see here yeah oh no towards reality labs i'm sorry so you know openly announcing also a financial restructuring which includes pulling money out of the meta research really you know it's an easy it's an easy you know one two if you're looking between the lines to say that that this metaverse hype train that we've all been riding because of him, because of all of the money that he's been putting into this industry is probably at its last stop, which, um, you know, I, I, when I first read this and I, I know that Mark Zuckerberg is, has, has created what he has created because he's so quick to pivot quickly, you know, just like, um, Elon Musk and they, they both share this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking what is happening in the world. I'm tracking what's happening with the latest and greatest technology. And I want to be seen as a front runner. And so him, him acknowledging, yes, AI is here. And it, it really is this, um true technological revolution that is absolutely transforming industries it initially seemed like you know he's just trying to jump onto this next bandwagon and become a front runner quickly because he's so visible but when you read things like that first article where it says that he's been receiving cease and desist letters because you know due to his inability to protect children and put, you know, all of these really important guardrails in place, then it does make sense that, you know, this, it's a, t- it makes sense to lay low. Everybody else is sort of putting VR and, and the metaverse on the back burner and figuring out, you know, how they're going to, how we're all going to be moving forward, incorporating AI into, you um, you know, the, the mixed reality industry or the extended reality industry. So it's, you know, and it goes towards, again, um, Zuckerberg's strengths in adapting new ideas and trends. And so likely, you know, we'll see, but with the money that they have at Meta, that this will help him to stay ahead of the competition and, uh, you know, maintain his position as one of the most influential figures in tech. But, um, you know, as you're considering these stories and considering the choices that he's making it, you could say that it's it's honestly a cautionary tale that the metaverse serves as a warning about what actually happened. And he got really excited. He 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 purchased the the um, developer kit from Oculus. And what was that? 2013 or 14? And made the decision that in 10 years, this was going to be a radical shift in the way that we live our lives. We're going to be spending all of our time in the metaverse. And he overhyped a technology and invested very heavily, but without really understanding or being able to prove any of, of the ideas that he was hyping. Um and it, you know, it also illustrates this ongoing struggle between the desire for innovation and um as well, like along with the need for practicality and profitability. And it highlights the challenges of balancing these competing priorities in a, a, a fast-paced world as we're as uh, technology just continues to change so you know we will we will see what happens but i i am hopeful that um, you know, despite the setbacks and despite how Meta had been investing their money, that no matter what, this all of this is going to pay off. And you know, we, we've talked about this. Dom is a th- Dom myself. I know Jim and Kawa all really believe that these technology technologies are going to converge. And so, you know, just because the metaverse is dead or it's uh, quietly being put on the back burner that doesn't mean that we won't see it crop up in 5 10 15 years however long it takes for us to get really good at these periphery technologies to then sort of bring it all back together and you know the last point uh, from this is a our, this is a um, a graph from the let me see who is this it's from fast company it's an article by fast company and they actually pulled um a, a metaverse search term and so it peaked in 2021 let me actually go back to yeah past five years so it peaked around 2021 and then you know slowly 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 it's come back down so now we're in February and mid- March of 2023, and there's hardly any discussion about it. So, regardless of what he wanted to do, I think that, you know, between AI sort of stealing the thunder, between people's interests waning, both in the commercial and business sector, as well as just the general user sector, that if he really wanted to continue to push forward, it would quite literally be an uphill battle. So that is, that. those are my articles. So I will turn it over for discussion and I'll stop my screen here.
0: Yeah, I think as for the um, like a metaverse thing was dropping, right? Uh, But I think it's probably because the technology is not there yet Mm -hmm. because the hardware, we haven't have any like the the best model of the hardware, right? And I think Meta is going to launch their AR Glass to uh, postpone to probably around 2027. And also um, Apple is postponing their device. So if device is not there, then how can software be there? And uh, how can experience be there? So, uh, and uh, I think uh, Tesla is going to launch their new phone, which allows people to, kind of use the Wi-Fi because you see like Starlink, right? They shoot a bunch of satellites. So in the future, probably the Wi-Fi, the signal, there will be better than right now, right? Because right now, if we don't turn on our device or we don't pay to uh, some you know, certain company, then we don't have any signal, right? And I think Elon Musk is going to make the world always, there's always Wi-Fi, there's always good connection, which is amazing. And then I think the world, the infrastructure is not there. So that's why an AI has been around for a super long time. So that's why it's it's not like, oh, this burst, this suddenly burst, but it's just, uh, there's a, a, a kind of like a, a statistics that it takes probably around 20 years for a, a technology to be mature. And metaverse, this world, I still think it probably take 10 to, 10 to 20 years, uh, the world, Uh, It's kind of invented, and I would say less human power, less um, resource in that uh, technology. It's a conversion of the world, the entire virtual world. So um, AI has been a long time. So it's kind of like a star um, flourish, right? And I believe, just like uh, um, Jacqueline shared uh, in the previous group, that in the future, it will be in intelligent reality, which means every object, we put an AI on top of it, right? So also metaverse, it doesn't really conflict. So I would say it's not buried. And I I, I feel like right now we are kind of chasing the trend, but uh, without really seeing what's going on with the entire, like a bigger picture. Because if we see this, metaverse is not dying. Right. Because if you see all the show, trade show, new device and new types of uh, generate, like right now, there's even an AI software generate 3D props. Right. All the stuff is kind of getting better, getting better and merged together. And it just sometimes when we run a company or when we do a personal brand there's an up and down, right? This is probably a time that we need to rest and get all the energy and burst it out. And I don't believe that, you know, oh, um, cause we all know that there's a reason that multi-billionaire, they are multi-billionaire because they know the majority of like the best knowledge or the best information they always can get. So it's probably, they are not buried. They are not just like us, like, oh, This works, then let's chase that and let's abandon that. But they have a long-term plan. So maybe, you know, it's we, we are building this virtual world and we know that virtual world will happen. So before we use this strategy, it's probably not working because all the infrastructure is still building. And then, oh, wow, AI is kind of working. Let's merge that. Right. So when we see it, we thought like, oh, you are chasing it, but actually they are bringing it because generative AI is pretty much, you are in the virtual world, you say something and something will happen. For example, I want a bridge and the bridge will build in front of me in the digital world. So I would say everything is hand in hand. And then sometimes we prioritize something, right? And um, um, yeah, and I believe that, and you see like, if you see the news, that in 2027, it seems like they are going to, uh, Meta is going to launch their air glass and they say it will be another iPhone moment. So they truly believe it. It's just right now they are focusing on building the really good infrastructure because Metaverse is a world, right? For example, you are building a country. It has different parts of the world. There's different infrastructure. They focus on one infrastructure before they are focusing on, you know, the experience of that. But according to the research, 20, uh, Quest 2, they have 20 million headsets sold, right? And only 2 million kind of like a people start kind of more actively using it. And according to the research on Horizon, that's on public report, uh, 10 people visit in Horizon and one out of it will return in a month so which means that still people even though people own it owns the headset they don't visit often why because there is no necessary the infrastructure is not there but ai will take over a lot of stuff uh, out of people's burden so maybe people will have more time right in this special world and create more content for example like a 2d world maybe a lot of stuff like zoom i just saw today's news that their CEO or vice president got fired, right? Because of pandemic, uh, people are less using the, the Zoom. I would say the entire world has a lot of uncountable um, reasons and something will start fed away and something will still fill in. But in long term, as for human basic need, we always want to uh, connect with people more intimate instead of 2D video call. Um, If we can meet in person, that's great. But if we are far away and we couldn't really travel frequently, right? And we probably want to have a kind of 3D representation to represent us. So I would say uh, still, a lot of people still doing the digital twins. And digital twins, the original concept was from Tesla. Tesla, once you buy a Tesla, there's a digital record on the uh, cloud in which you represent your car and start taking the data out of it. So digital twins is not, um, you know, a fancy world that uh, invented uh, start with the metaverse, but it's uh, from other places. So I would say that in the future, we, I think the virtual world or the three dimension internet, uh, it will happen. It just, how can, because we only have limited resource um, and we only have kind of like the time resource we have to arrange and also profit. So from, probably from a business perspective, we kind of hold on some parts and slowly build, but some part that can profit, that's invest more. But I think long-term goal, um, I think sometimes the the risk that they, they write something so they can get a lot of clicking, a lot of eyeballs, but I believe that it's just for now, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. AI is a buzz and uh, it seems like it can profit pretty quick. So yeah, so, and you see Elon Musk is going to revamp another AI. Uh, And the reason why they can turn so fast, because they have the money, they have the power, and probably they've already have a great foundation that we didn't even recognize it. You see, Mm -hmm. Elon Musk also co-founded OpenAI, so he knows that. And uh, when we kind of like this year, we start seeing, oh, Elon Musk is switching very quick, but actually it's not switch. He has been there for a while. It's just us, we don't know. We just see the surface. That's just my thought. It's like they know a lot and they just, you know, allocate the resource. But the overall goal is the same. It's to create the future world. Yeah, so let's yeah, just uh, yeah.
3: What I was going to say is that one of the things that ha- he's been getting a lot of um fire from is that people associate the metaverse with Facebook. And that's not true. The metaverse just as you're saying is everything digital in a digital realm. And so it's a it's a smart play if he really does want the metaverse to thrive is to pull back a little bit from you know him being the head spokesperson and and having all eyes on him and allowing other people to rise up create content so just exactly like you're saying all you know from this company and this company all over the world china japan you know africa wherever all canada there's lots actually happening in canada but um all of these different people will be able to contribute to do whatever it is that they need to do. And then, you know, as more people get their feet underneath them and they figure out how AI relates to and can help and to assist with content, and as more people are able to create content, then we will see that all of these technologies, as you say, merging. Um, But we may, you know, again, it's I, I do kind of hope that this is a, a step back from Facebook, being in that limelight so that other people can continue to build and the the whole of the thing can continue to grow, just exactly like you're saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there are already a lot of small startups. They are working on it. And then the reason why um, that Facebook or Meta is the pioneer is because. Yeah, they changed their company name. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a a big thing, right? So that's why Metaverse is always tied to Meta just because who is crazy enough put the majority of the company budget and build the world? Nobody there and he Mm there. But I would say, you see, if you see like a a lot of company like Walmart, like uh, Gucci, all those companies, if you... Like even Starbucks, right? They have build. They are building metaverse. But they are like, for example, they they especially
3: Gucci, yeah, huge into the metaverse.
0: Yeah. So for example, they have a marketing budget. They just pour a little bit. Not not like for example, if Gucci change their company name to Meta Gucci, right, and then put ninety percent of their budget into build metaverse, then people will put all the attention to them because that's crazy. Mm I think Mm -hmm. it's not like only Meta take up the entire Metaverse. There are tons of people are working on it. It just Meta is the most crazy or most like... like,
3: limelighty. Yeah. (laughs) Just threw themselves
0: right in there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I think they get all the credits just because Mm -hmm. if you are crazy enough, like Elon Musk, like, oh, nuke the Mars, right? If you have yes. something that <laughs> is Let's so crazy, then when you hear Mars, you will think Elon Musk, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the reason why that is tied to Meta because Meta is the one that dedicate the resource, the power, the most. But it doesn't mean that okay. there are nobody is working on it. Uh, right. For example, navaria right? They are they're they're their stock rocks. Why? Because everyone need chips, right? Even though no matter you build AI, no matter you build whatever, right, all the technology stuff, it relies on chips. And then we have a like instant need for chips. For example, a lot of countries will get war, right? For example, like Taiwan, China, right, Ukraine, and Russian. You see, Russian when Russian, uh, had war, the energy crisis right? Russian is really has tons of energy stuff, right? And then, so that's why our gas, you see crazy race, right? So a lot of things that will kind of tangle each other and make, sometimes it's not the, um, I would say, oh, when, when we see metaverse, nobody's talking about it, but it's probably, they are preparing another way and merge to another way. And, uh, Switch. But it's the same thing. But uh it's just the world an entire country or entire world, there's some different things that need to build. They prioritize the AI part.
3: Mm-hmm. That's just and my it does, thing. It, and it will take the entire world. You know, for meta to try to tackle the challenge of solving all of the problems for the metaverse by putting 80% of their budget toward into reality labs over the last few years, it's just not realistic. You know, it's going to take way more than one man's, you know, overseeing however many hundreds of people that work inside of Meta. It's, it is a much larger problem to solve. And again, I, I think that this, it's good that he recognizes that and is backing off and, and showing investors, Hey, I'm not entirely crazy. (laughs) I ran, (laughs) I ran our company into insane losses over the last couple of years, but you know, it was enough to, to kickstart the momentum and, you know, let's see, let's see where we all end up over the next five, 10, 15 years.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, sometimes, We need some crazy people, so the entire civilization will rock. Elon Musk criticized Warren Buffett. Why? Because Warren Buffett is too safe. He is trying to study the stock and trying to invest something very safe, right? Not really innovate something, um, you know, change the world. Elon Musk take a risk. You see Twitter, at the beginning, he fired half of the majority of people out. People criticize him, right? I think sometimes we need people who do something that is right, but against the mainstream, so our society can go forward. And uh, yeah, and you see when he do Tesla, right? And people start talking bad about Tesla, like, oh, why you create that, right? Or SpaceX, you are crazy, right? Russian at the beginning, he was trying to buy rocket from Russian at the beginning. Russian doesn't even want to sell a rocket to him, right? And he built one, right? Uh, Falcon, right? So sometimes I would think that if people who are so crazy, maybe, yeah, maybe it's just because we didn't get the best information, and maybe we are not there yet, so we couldn't see their world. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Did Kyle? Kyle have- did
3: you? Yeah, I was gonna say, Kyle, do you have anything to to share? Oh yeah, sure.
2: Um, that's very really interesting. Based on your graph, I think the reason why it's down is because of the tech layoffs. I'm sure the meta, the metaverse will definitely pick up in the next three to five years. It, it it's just that uh, we can't criticize the metaverse for being dead. It still needs time to grow, in my opinion. So it's going to take a while, probably five years, just to get some kind of improvement, you know, based on the architecture technology. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah no, that's just my take on it yeah. I think because of the tech layoffs, uh, that's the issue, yeah, yeah, but that's my take. Yeah,
0: yeah so yeah, so I I, I would say that it's, it's sometimes you are risking something that everyone thinks you are crazy, but once what if you are success? what if, what if you success? right? So yeah, and uh, if you see that uh, Meta was able to, from the stock $88 to now 180 and put $40 billion in and save the stock. I think that's not a normal people can do to manipulate the entire stock. So there's still a chance that I can see how powerful uh the, you know, the wheel is there and uh, the entire, you see, like I I, I would say that the entire all the talents is there. So there's a chance that something will happen, yeah. Oh, anybody wanna share anything? Kyle?
2: Uh, So I just uh, wanted to show you the new headset. I thought it was on the mobile, um, I think one of the MWC or something. But yeah, let me just share my screen. And you know, I be quick? I just want to show you it because I know we running not have time. Just um, a second. Um, I'll be quick. I won't be long. Um, just tell me when you can see my screen. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So this is the new HTC Vive. I think it's the Elite, uh, they, they released it at the Mobile World Conference, uh, yeah, it's called the XR Elite for Business, it's it's actually quite nice, the, they already took the design, um, and they they, they, they actually, uh, you know, there's the design here, it actually looks quite nice, I like it because it's got a nice, comfortable strap, and it, it really looks comfy, but... Um, yeah, yeah, so this is what they released. It's the HCC Vive, the Elite, XR Elite, uh, and it looks really nice. I mean, um, you can see there's some photos here as well. Um, they're just trying to, you know, test it out and stuff, but I, I don't have much info. I just wanted to show you all that. Uh, yeah, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not running out of time so well, but yeah. Yeah, no, uh, what do I think of this new headset? The, the design, at least. I mean, you all are the experts. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll stop sharing. Yeah, uh, Jim, maybe you can say about the design. It looks very sleek. Is that uh, smaller than the uh, Quest Pro? Uh, based on the size, it's yeah smaller. Yeah, in diameter. Mm. So, uh, are you? you,
0: can... are you yeah, I think you can take out the back. The back is the battery. When you finish yes. the charging, it can detach, so mm. it will become more sleek. Mm. The Quest, it has a mm. big uh, things, and mm. the back it's kind of at the weight. But yes, yes. yeah, I I don't know. I think this the th- this is still too big for for the yeah. You see, it's I, kind of I, like. I
2: think we focusing <laughs> more on the size now. We trying to. Yeah. Like... Reduce, reduce the diameter of the size. And
0: stuff. I, I I remember I saw one uh, news. It seems like a, mm-hmm. the newest new uh the newest AR glass is as small mm-hmm. as a banana, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. One one time that we shared. Yes. And mm-hmm. this is kind of like a bigger than my head. Or something.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool.
2: Ooh. Uh, Jacqueline, do you want to say anything regarding this new headset?
3: Um. No, I. The only thing that I was trying to look at is what Jim is always um, asking. Also, is how it does the is it two streams? Um, is it two streams for data, one for each eye, or or do they just use one? Uh, I'm not trying sure. to look. Give, Jim, did support, you see that? No, uh,
2: I, I tried to read the article. I I did post the article mm-hmm. in chat. Maybe you can have yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it, it right now. It wasn't technical; it wasn't so technical. Uh, mm-hmm. The interview, but it just—I just, just want to give you a broad idea of what they came up with. Yeah, my
1: mm-hmm. guess is is that it probably is stereoscopic. It, it'd be interesting to know the resolution and what the mm-hmm. price tag is.
2: Yeah, they didn't specify the price as well, so it's just a really basic, uh, you know, abstract yeah, of, product. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's my take on it
1: we probably need to break um cool. so maybe we should maybe we should do that so we can get ready for the next
2: okay event. cool yeah thank
0: cool. you so thank you. much for everybody and i will see you pretty soon Bye-bye. bye bye
2: bye